I want you to take your Bibles to the book of Genesis chapter 4, begin with verse number 1. Genesis chapter number 4, beginning with verse number 1. And uh, we're going to look very briefly at the story where Cain murders Abel. Genesis chapter number 4, beginning with verse number 1. I want us to look at verse number 1, and then I want us to go over and look at verse number 25. Genesis chapter 4, verse 1, and then Genesis chapter 4, verse number 25. Let's look at it very briefly. Genesis chapter 4, beginning with verse number 1. And the word of the Lord says, Now Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, and said, I have inquired a man child from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was the keeper of sheep, but Cain was the tiller of the ground. And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of fruit of the ground to the Lord. And Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and of his fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but did not respect Cain and his offering. For Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. And so the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen? For if you do well, will you not be accepted? If you do not well, sin will lay at your door. And its desire is for you but ye shall rule over it. Now I want you to look at verse number 25 of the same chapter, Genesis 4, verse 25. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son and named him Seth. For God has appointed another seed for me instead of Abel, whom Cain killed. And as for Seth, to him also was the son born, and he named him Enosh. For men begin to call upon the name of the Lord. Uh, I want us to look at the story of Adam and Eve tonight, and especially their three sons, uh, Cain and Abel and Seth. And we're going to see a spiritual progression in Cain and Abel and Seth tonight. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to preach your word tonight. And I pray, God, that everything that's said and everything that's done, Lord, may bring you the glory. I pray, Father, that I would hide behind the cross and that the words I speak may penetrate the hearts of those that hear it. Give me the right words to speak, Lord. Anoint me tonight, for I cannot preach unless the preacher shows up. And I won't fail to praise you for it. And everyone shouted a great big amen. One of the greatest things in the Bible, from the book of Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation, there is a common theme throughout the Bible. From the book of Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation, there is a common theme. And that theme is called redemption. It was God's plan since the beginning of time to draw you and I back to himself. In the Old Testament, in order for that to happen, God instituted a priesthood. He instituted a sacrificial system. And because of the sacrificial system and the priesthood, God's people was made available to commune with the God of the universe. However, in the New Testament, there is a new covenant. And that covenant is found through Jesus Christ and through his sacrifice and through his atonement you and I now have access to God Almighty. But since the beginning of time, God has been uh, working in the plan of redemption. And you will see throughout the scriptures here where God's plan from the beginning, uh, God's plan from the beginning was that he wanted to redeem his people back to himself. And it starts with the story of Adam and Eve. You know, according to the Bible, that Adam and Eve felled, they sinned, and because they sinned, the Bible says sin has been passed to every person. 
The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, because of one man, sin has entered the world. And because of one man's disobedience, all of us fell into sin. You see, ladies and gentlemen, it's called the doctrine of original sin. The doctrine of original sin states this, because of what Adam and Eve did in the garden, you and I are sinners. And because we are sinners, we need redemption. It is the doctrine of original sin. That is why some churches will baptize babies. They will take their baby to the priest and the priest will baptize the baby because their parents is concerned with the doctrine of original sin. Original sin states because of Adam and Eve's sin, we are now sinners. And so parents will baptize their babies to try to do away with the sin of Adam and Eve. Now we don't practice infant baptism, we practice dedication because we firmly believe that God will not hold somebody accountable if they're not to the age of accountability. Can I hear an amen? If they don't understand the gospel and they cannot believe the gospel and confess the gospel, then how can they be held accountable for the gospel? But I want you to see from the beginning of time, God's plan began to unfold and it started with Adam and Eve and their sons. The Bible says that Cain killed his brother Abel. Am I right? The Bible says they both offered a sacrifice to God, that God respected one offering and he was displeased with the other offering. And the Bible says that Cain became jealous. And as they were working in the field, the Bible says that Cain struck his brother and his, the Bible says that Abel died and the Bible says that his blood began to cry from the ground. You see, Cain is the first murderer. He murdered his brother. And I want to ask you a question tonight. Why in the world did Cain kill his brother? Is it because of jealousy? Is it because he was jealous because God respected his offering and not his offering? I think so, but I also want to propose something else to you. I believe that it was a demonic attack because the enemy understood something, that the Messiah had to come through the bloodline of Adam and Eve. He had to come through the lineage of Adam and Eve. So Satan's tried to disrupt the family of Adam and Eve, because if Satan could disrupt the family of Adam and Eve, maybe possibly he could stop redemption from coming to pass. If he could disrupt their children, maybe Satan could get in there and stop what God wanted to do. And Cain struck his brother Abel. The reason why Eve named her firstborn Cain was because God gave her a prophecy. This was the prophecy. In Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15, look at it. They'll put it behind me. This was the prophecy that God gave Eve concerning, the, concerning her children. Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. This was the words to Eve. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. You see, the word of God to Eve was this. Eve, I know Satan has messed up the plan. I know that you rebelled against God and both of you have been kicked out of the garden, but don't worry about it because you're going to have a baby and that baby is going to crush the head of the devil. Can I hear an amen? And you know what Eve thought? Eve thought, well, maybe it's Cain. Maybe Cain is the one that's going to redeem me and my husband of our sin. But that didn't work because the devil possessed Cain Cain got angry and killed his brother, so Cain couldn't be the Savior. Cain couldn't be the redeem Redeemer. Abel is now dead. So can you imagine what Adam and Eve thought? Eve is thinking to herself. Eve is thinking to herself, God gave me a promise, and that promise was this, 
And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. The prophecy to Eve was this. You're going to have a baby, and this baby is going to crush the head of the devil. It's going to crush the head of the serpent. Eve was thinking, it's my son Cain. Cain is going to pay back the devil what the devil did to me and my husband. But it didn't work. Cain became possessed of the devil, and he struck his brother. Now, Adam and Eve is thinking to themselves, what are we going to do? My one son is dead, and my other son is a murderer. Eve is thinking to herself, but God gave me a word. And that word was, I'm going to have a baby. And that baby is going to crush the head of the serpent that deceived me. Can you, can you imagine what Eve was thinking? Eve is thinking to herself, all hope is gone. My son is a murderer. My other son is dead. I don't have any more children. And the prophecy was that somebody from my lineage was going to crush the head of the serpent. The serpent deceived me and my husband. But the prophecy was I was going to have a baby. My lineage is going to have a child. Somewhere through my descendants, I'm going to have a baby. And that baby is going to crush the head of the serpent that deceived me. But Cain is a murderer. Abel is dead. Now what is Eve? What is Eve thinking? Well, I want to remind you something tonight, church. If God has given you a promise, you can take it to the bank. If God told you he was going to do something, you can take it to the bank. He is a promise keeper, not a promise breaker. I want to remind you tonight that God is always faithful to his word. God is always faithful to the very thing that he said that he would do. I don't care how long you've got to wait for it. If God said it, it will come to pass. Eve, Eve was thinking to herself, who is going to crush the head of the devil? Who is going to crush the head of the serpent? My son is a murderer. My other son is dead. But let me remind you, God was still at work. I said God was still at work. And one of my favorite scriptures right in this chapter is Genesis chapter 4. They'll put it behind me. Look at it. Genesis chapter 4 and verse number 25. Look at it. Genesis chapter 4 and verse number 25. I want you to see what God begins to do. Look at verse 25. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son and named him Seth. For God has appointed another seed for me instead of Abel who killed Cain. I'm about to shout up in here. Woo! You see, God gave a promise to Eve. And that promise was, you're going to have a baby. Somebody in your lineage is going to crush the head of the serpent. She knew it couldn't be Cain, and she knew it couldn't be evil, but God kept his word, and she got pregnant again, and she had another baby. And the Bible says she named him Seth. Why Seth? Because the Hebrew word for the word Seth means substitute, substitute. Can I hear an amen from somebody in the building tonight? Can I hear an amen from somebody in the building tonight? Cain is a murderer. Abel is dead, but Eve held on to the word of God. 
Eve hold on to the word of God. She knew that God was going to use her. She knew that God was going to keep his word. And so she got pregnant again and she named him Seth. And that word means substitute because God raised up another baby. That one baby failed him. That one baby is a sinner. The other baby is dead. But God says, I'm going to keep my word. And she had him and named him Substitute. He is the substitute that's going to make sure the head of the Satan is crushed. Do you know, by ladies and gentlemen, don't lose me. Do you know that in Luke chapter 3, the book of Luke chapter 3, it gives us, or Luke chapter 2, uh, and Matthew chapter 1, it gives us the lineage of Jesus Christ. And do you know that right in the lineage of Jesus Christ, there is somebody that's named, do you know what his name is? It's Seth. Do you know that Jesus Christ came from the lineage of Seth? He didn't come from the lineage of Cain. He didn't come from the lineage of Abel. He came from the lineage of Seth. Because God was instituting thousands of years ago. The devil tried to wipe the Savior out. The devil tried to kill her children. But God kept his word and gave her another baby named Seth. And through that baby came the Messiah. Woo! Let me tell you something, God is a promise keeper. God is a promise keeper. You see, the Bible says, And Adam knew his wife again. She bore a son and named him Seth, for God appointed another seed. I, I don't know about you. I know there's just a few of us tonight, but I know there's at least more than 50 or at least 100. I want you at least just shout this out with me. You ready? For God, say it, for God has appointed Another seed instead of Abel. You know what that scripture is saying? Whatever the devil tried to wipe you out with. Whatever the devil tried to destroy you with. I got a word from heaven tonight. God is appointing another seed for you. God is going. Can somebody wave your hand and say yes, yes, yes. You see, when you think. I'm, I'm about to run tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost. I said, when you think it's all helpless, when you think the devil has done all that it can do, when you think that you're at the bottom of the bell, that's when God steps in and gives you another seed. Right there. God said, I'm going to give her another seed because although the enemy tried to stop it, I'm going to make sure the plan of redemption is fulfilled. I want to know something tonight. I want to tell you something. Satan tried, to, Satan tried to destroy God's plan. He destroyed Cain and he destroyed Abel. He was thinking that his plan was working to stop the Messiah. Do you know why he was thinking? Because Satan did not want his head to be crushed. He knew his payday was coming and he didn't want his head to be crushed. So therefore he was stopping Cain. He was stopping Abel. But God brought about a substitute named Seth. And through Seth would come the Messiah, the Redeemer of the world. I want to let you know today that you can't stop the Messiah. You can't stop the word of the Lord. You try to put God, you try to put the Lord in a storm and he'll command the winds and the waves to be still. You put him on a cross and he'll open heaven up for a dying thief. You put him in a grave and three days later he'll walk out singing there ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. You put him in a court of judgment and the verdict will be as I find no fault in him. You try to drown him by water and he'll get up on it and walk off over the water. You cannot stop God's plan. I wish somebody stand to your feet and say, preach on, preacher. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The world cannot understand him. I, I, I know I'm getting wild tonight. I know I feel the anointing tonight. I was raised in old school preaching. Yo, and I, I'm sorry, I try to act dignified, you know. But once in a while, the Holy Ghost gets on me. Once in a while, the Holy Spirit gets on me. And I just got to preach it just like I feel it. Can I, can I tell you something? Some people like to tell the story and some people like to yell the story. And sometimes I like to yell it. The world can't understand them. The armies can't defeat them. The schools can't explain them. Leaders can't ignore them. Herod tried to kill them. The Pharisees tried to confuse them. Nero tried to crush them. Hitler tried to silence him. And the grave tried to hold him. But he is still alive and well because you can't do away with God's plan. Satan tried to stop it. Cain is dead. He's a murderer. Abel is dead. Eve is thinking to herself, God, when are you going to fulfill your word? You said I would have a baby. And that, the lineage of that baby would crush the head of the devil. God kept his word. And Seth came along. Seth was a righteous man. Hallelujah. You see, now I want you to see something. If Cain killed Abel, is that right? Everybody say, Cain killed Abel. So, if Abel is dead, who is left? Cain. And who else is left? Seth. Right? So, let me just, let's just have Bible study tonight. If Cain killed Abel, who's left? Cain and... And do you know that Cain and Seth represent two groups of people today? Cain represents the children of darkness, while Seth represents the children of light. Y'all just hear me tonight? Cain represents, now y'all know, <laughs> this is old school Pentecostal Sunday night church. Is that all right? Now, Because I, I, I want to show something with you. If Cain is the children of darkness, and Seth represents the children of light, if that's true, then I want you to see it in the Bible. You ready for it? Now, Cain represents who? The children of darkness. And Seth represents the children of... Cain is a murderer, so he represents the children of darkness. While Seth is, is a righteous man, he represents the children of righteousness. Now, I want you to look at Cain, and I want you to see his descendants. You ready for it? Genesis chapter 4, verse 21. Look at it. Genesis 4 and verse 21. I want you to see, now if, look at verse 16. Genesis chapter 4, verse 16. Then Cain, you see this? Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain knew his wife. She conceived for Enosh. They built a city, etc., etc. So you see what's happening here. But now I want you to go down all the way down to verse 21. These are his children. Cain represents the children of darkness. Now I want you to see his children. Verse 21, his brother's name was Jubal, for he was the father of all who play the harp and the flute. See that? And then I want you to see verse 22, and as for Zila, she also bore Tubal-Cain, an instructor of every craftsman in bronze and iron. You see that? 
Now I want you to go down to verse 23. And Lamech said to his wives, we'll stop there. Now go to verse 21. I want you to, I want you to see verse 21. I want you to see music. Say music. Verse 22, I want you to say arts. Verse 23, I want you to say polygamy. Do you see the descendants of Seth? Or excuse me, the descendants of Cain? The descendants of Cain was playing music. The descendants of Cain was working hard with their hands. And the descendants of Cain was marrying multiple wives. Who is Cain? Cain represents the children of darkness. Are y'all hearing me tonight? So what is the children of darkness doing? The children of darkness is wrapped up in music. The children of darkness is wrapped up in working. The children of darkness is wrapped up in adultery and polygamy. That is the children of darkness. Now, I want you to see the children of light, which is Seth. You ready for it? Seth. Seth represents the children of light. Genesis chapter 5. Genesis chapter 5. Now, I want you to go to Genesis chapter 4, excuse me, and look at verse 26. Verse number 26. You see that? Genesis chapter 4, verse 26. Now, let's look at Seth. If the descendants of darkness was wrapped up in music and working with their hands and polygamy, what was the children of light, which is Seth? What were they doing? Verse number 26. And as for Seth, to him also a son was born, and he named him Enosh, for men begin to call upon the name of the Lord. Somebody say amen. So what's happening here? The children of darkness is wrapped up in music, in entertainment, working with their hands, polygamy, adultery, but the children of light is calling on the name of the Lord. So what are you saying, Pastor? I am saying there are those tonight that is listening to their devilish music. There are those tonight that's working another job and work, 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 work. Got to make all the money and work is not bad. But how many knows that we should put always God first? Come on, somebody. And they're making the mighty dollar, make another dollar. There are those who are caught up in pornography and adultery and polygamy and perversion. That is the children of darkness. But there is a few people in Galena tonight that is the descendants of Seth. And these people are calling on the name of the Lord. Woo! Somebody say praise God. Look at it. <laughs> Chapter, look at, they begin to call on the name of God. Now I want you, now they begin to call on the name of the Lord. Now get this, Genesis chapter 5, look at verse number 24. Genesis chapter 5 and verse number 24. This man, don't lose me, because this is very important. This man that I'm about to read, he is from the descendants of Seth. He's from Seth. He is a descendant of Seth and not Cain. And what does he begin to do? Look at verse 24. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Now I know I'm not the smartest preacher in the world, but can I just preach to you? The descendants of Cain was caught up in music and entertainment and perversion, adultery and polygamy. But the descendants of Seth, they are calling on the name of the Lord, but also they were caught up 
Because Enoch was not, for God took him. You know what that's telling me? If you are part of the descendant of Seth, you're going to go up in what we call the rapture. Oh, hallelujah. If you are part of the descendant of Seth, you will experience the same thing that Enoch experienced. He was caught up. For Enoch walked with God and he was not. You know what that's telling me? God was saying, you're closer to my house than your house. The lineage of Cain was caught up in music, entertainment, adultery, murder, lust of the flesh, making money, violence. But the lineage of Seth were those who were calling on the name of the Lord. It was those who were worshiping God, but it was also those that God called home. See, what, is, what does this tell us? Today, we have two groups of people. We have the descendants of Cain, and we have the descendants of Seth. We have children of darkness, and we have children of light. We have children who, of darkness who is caught up in the world, but we also have children of Seth who is calling on the name of the Lord. That song we were singing earlier. He hears the cry of the broken. You know why he hears the cry of the broken? Because you are the descendant of Seth and we're calling on the name of God. Hallelujah. Somebody say praise God. Do you know what? <laughs> Y'all know. I'm going to end with this. Y'all made me sweat tonight. Do you know who else is in the descendants of Seth? You ready for this? Verse, chapter 6, and verse 8. Chapter 6, Genesis 6, verse 8. This man was also in the descendant of Seth, and Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I wish somebody just helped this white preacher preach a few. And Noah found grace in the eyes of so if you are part of the descendant of Seth, you should be calling on God. He's going to take you home one day and you're going to find grace in the eyes of God. The Bible says this is the genealogy, verse 9 of Noah, Genesis 6, verse 9. Of Noah was a just man. Noah was perfect in his generation and Noah walked with God. You know why he walked with God? Because he had a godly great-great-grandfather named Seth. And this great-grandfather named Seth taught his people to call on the name of God. Parents, are you teaching your children to call on God? Are you teaching them to call on their money? What are you teaching them? Noah called on God because he was from the descendant of Seth and his great-grandfather, his grandparents, and his parents before that taught them the ways of God. Noah came from a righteous lineage. Noah came from Enoch. But God took him. Noah came from Seth. God appointed another seed to Eve. What about it, my friend? There is the descendant of Seth there is the descendant of Cain. In our life, you've got to make up the mind which lineage you're going to be a part of.
Because if you are part of the lineage of Seth, you should be calling on the name of God. Is there anybody in the building that loves to call on the name of God? Hallelujah. You see, Eve, Eve never saw, Eve never saw Jesus crush the head of the Satan. But Eve had to trust that because God appointed another seed by Seth, that that lineage was going to crush the head of the devil. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for your word. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Amen. What time is it? Can somebody tell me what time it is? Huh? Seven o'clock. Y'all know I did real good tonight preaching. Yeah, I mean, it's only seven o'clock, y'all know. But can we just take a few moments and